Oh, hello there, my little chicken McNuggets. Welcome to uh, my podcast. This is the Colorado Comedy Cast. Um, that little hum you hear in the background is my heater. I'm being warmed from behind by a delightful little broken heater that uh, starts to melt the extension cord that is plugged into every once in a while. So eventually I'll probably burn to death in a fire because of it. But you know what? For right now, it's really comfortable. It's really nice. Uh, so I got new microphones. Uh, so this uh, episode hopefully should uh, sound a little better, uh, which will be pretty cool. On uh, this episode, I have the lovely, I think I use that descriptor too often, I have the wonderful, the genius, the um, entertaining, interesting, many other positive attributes uh, and adjectives and adverbs, probably. I, I don't really know my parts of speech. Um, direct objects, maybe. Indirect objects. There's going to be, there's going to be so much, so much, guys. Verbs. Past tenses, present tenses, maybe even a future past perfect. I, I don't know. I'm going to just take a break and blow my nose. Hold on a minute. I apologize for this. Yeah, too much. I should probably... I have these uh, sleep all night contacts, and I should probably change them more than every three months. You know, I think you're supposed to change them every, like, I don't know, two weeks, one month. Eh, but, uh, you know... Uh, they're really expensive, so I just kind of roll with it. And uh, I'm guessing between that and allergies and actually having a cold, uh, I'm going to blame that on my nose blowing, uh, and which you might notice in the episode because the mics are good now and they could pick up the, the constant nose blowing. Um, so, sorry about that. Um, anyway, uh, oh, the guy who's on the podcast is Eric. Eric Zeiss. He's a dude... He does comedy, he used to do stand-up out in L.A., he, uh, he, I met him through a Craigslist ad um, that said um, something along the lines of, hey Jack, I want to buy some pudding packs, and I had a lot of pudding packs for sale, I bought, they were 50 cents each at uh, King Super's Markdown, so I bought like hundreds of them, this, this part is actually kind of not a joke, uh, I mean, I do have like 30 pudding packs under my desk, and I eat like one every two weeks. But I got them all on super discount, and pudding packs last forever. Anyway, the point is, I met uh, Eric on Craigslist because he advertised about an improv group. And then I joined the improv group, and then we did improv, and I still know him now, and that's the story. And so, uh, that, whoa, that's a holy crap, that's a long intro. Okay, bye. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the actual start. Okay, bye. All right. Hello. Welcome, bros and lady bros, to call... Yeah, that's that's my new intro. Uh, changing the intro every time, and that's the best one ever. Um, welcome to Colorado Comedy Cast. This is Zach Harris, and I have in the studio, which is, you know, a ba room in my basement with creepy spider walls. Mm -hmm. It does have spider walls. In my <laughs> the wall, the walls in this room. In case you uh, haven't seen my room, um, which would <laughs> which I, yeah. might be like a small portion of you. <laughs> Um, the room, we, we bought this house to remodel it, and, uh, the walls in the library are literally woven hardwood. Like, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, like, seriously, it was, you know, I didn't expect it when I, you know, when I parked my car at the valet and took the elevator up, you know, it was, 
Yeah, it was an interesting sight to see your house. No, well, well, the these are classy hard weave. Hardwood weave. Yeah. No, it, it's true. No, I like this room actually. Yeah, it's it, very nice. It's very nice. Uh, so Eric is. Um, I, I, I sounded like I was going to talk to you there, and then I was like, Eric is. <laughs> Come on. Don't so make so, this awkward. So yeah. I'm going to make this awkward. So what are what are you? What am I? <laughs> I'm a human man. Okay, um, that's fine. That's you know, fantastic. for starters. Good, good. Uh, made up of the same stardust as you. Oh, um, how beautiful. Yeah. How how deep are we going with this? I, we're going <laughs> as deep as you want. This is hey, this podcast you know, is about talking to comedians and uh, whatever the hell you want to say. Hey, right on. Um, you know, I am. Um, I my name my name is Eric. Hi, and, Eric. Uh, you know. Welcome to my basement. Uh, <laughs> thanks. You know. Um, so Eric, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> like that is just the most loaded question you could possibly ask. I'm starting with that, like, like legitimately, hey, I'm like, do I start with like how I like what my father was like? Like, how do I like? Well, I mean, my first memory was. Oh, what's your first memory? That's a good question. Oh, man, getting in trouble for sure. Okay, how? Yeah. Yeah, I my honestly, I think my first memory was seriously maybe in like pre like pre kindergarten. Like pre-K, doing like uh, a musical, oh, and getting nice. in trouble for like you know screwing around during the musical, <laughs> and I'm ninety percent sure it was at a YMCA. I, I, but I mean, I think I, it was like an early childhood yeah. education thing. I, I just I remember that, and I remember my entire family being there, and like extended family, and everybody was just like, "This is the start oh, of Eric. something terrible," you know? They're so just like, oh, you know. Your first memory is show business. Wow! Yeah, I guess I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that, that's that's pretty impressive. My first memory, yeah. um, I was like one and a half years old, and I was being held on the laps, uh, being passed back and forth on the laps of two hot college girls. This is what I remember. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> like last week a dream you had, or no, is this like a first this memory? Is my first memory. Okay, and they were passing me back, talking about how cute I was and and all this, and then I I pooped in my pants. <laughs> I had a diaper, you know. But, so my first memory is women in shame. Wow, that is so deep and and telling of wow. <laughs> Explains a lot. I, I'm, I before you said the pooping the pants thing, I was like, this is like what I like a weekend I want. You know what I mean? Like, I was like being tossed around college girls. Actually, it was a combination of of a weekend I'd want and this weekend I had. I Whoa. got food poisoning on Saturday. Did you? Really? Yes, legitimately. The, How'd that happen? I, I, I don't know. Um, I'm not, I don't want to say names, but it was either a place that rhymes with Schneiders <laughs> or a place that rhymes with Schmexis Schmodehaus. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and I like how all you, the rhymes have Schm in the name. <laughs> Schm, it's a Jewish Schmeh. thing. I don't know. Are you um, Jewish? No, uh, that's, that's question number two. I have a Jewish tattoo and I heard that's what makes you Jewish. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's either like if your mother's private parts are Jewish or you have a Jewish tattoo. <laughs> Wait, so your mother had, okay, we're not going into. Well, uh, you know, if your mother's a Jew, you're a Jew. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know that, but yeah. I, I thought we were going into like the whole uh, and circumcision I, thing, but I was like, that'd get weird with women, but uh, no, so let's just, let's just skip, we'll cut this, we'll cut this. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna edit out the private parts thing. <laughs> Uh, where were we? <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, what's uh, it all about, man? Uh, what's what's it all about? What what, what are we? What what? What's life what are about? We talking about food poisoning? <laughs> oh, food poisoning. Okay, yeah, sure, that's good. I too. can't. I can't remember where we were. <laughs> uh, you were a Schmexa Schmode house. Yes, yes. And let me tell you something. I at least that I can remember. I haven't been that sick in, if not like my entire life, but wow. for years. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah, I I can't. 
I definitely understand why a significant amount of people legitimately die from food poisoning oh. every year. So, did you did you get like seafood? <clears throat> no, no, I didn't. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say exactly what I had, but it rhymes with smash tomatoes, <laughs> and uh, you can't really say smash tomatoes with a schmidt sh- in front of it. Smash potatoes. She was a schmore. Dang it, it's a schmore. Um, I yeah, you know, I had like you know a little bit of food at Texas Roadhouse and Eaters, but the thing is, is I had two dinners that night, which I don't really want to admit, so I'm not really sure which one. I mean, I picked up Neaters on my way home from work, and then oh, I just said did you leave? Name. Oh, Schmeters. Schmeters. Did, did you leave anything out in the car? No, no, I, no. I, I consume food right away. I have a okay, problem. Okay, good, 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 good. Wait, you have a problem? I, I look, I've got a problem with food consumption in my belly. This, this wasn't like I had, you know, a pastry and then had dinner afterwards. Yeah. Like I had a sandwich, soup, a smoothie, a side of bread, you know, and then I went to Texas Roadhouse and had a steak, <laughs> like mashed potatoes and gravy. I was miserable to begin with, but, you know, I'm not sure Are you eating where... away your pain? I have, I've been doing that for quite some time, yes. <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, so but thank you. This has been real fun. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> slam! Yeah. Okay, I probably should have actually slammed the door instead yeah. of just going slam. You should have, but yeah. some of these tiles might fall on the spider people. Will take ah, spiders! Now, so, let me explain this to you. Okay. I, I mean, he did a good job of explaining it, but it is legitimately woven like like better quality, like, what is that, like backboard ba- type of um, stuff. But there are legitimate holes and cracks in it that are a good quarter to half inch thick. Where it's just darkness. Yeah. Like, there's probably people living in there. I, I don't think... I mean, it's literally... I just feel like people are staring at me through these holes. I mean, it's... Yeah, we were talking earlier before uh, before we got on air. Fancy. Um, before we got on air, we were talking about how, apparently, if you are selling a house, you legally have to disclose that it is yeah, haunted. If do. it's haunted. Which, I, it was, there was a legitimate, like, court case uh, that you had to... Like, that, that they ruled, you know, that, like, the person selling the house had to release that information, disclose wow. that information. I, I I don't know what the court case <laughs> was, but I legitimately um was you selling look it up right now? I'm gonna look it up, honestly. Yeah, he brought his laptop because this is a prepared man. He brought his laptop, prepared. he brought his little uh wireless mouse. He has both my dinners. <laughs> I just stam He's got stam. both his dinners and both of his organic rock stars. Yes, sir. Green energy drink. Yes. It's the only ones I can do that don't give me super anxious. <laughs> this, this, so it's known as the Ghostbusters ruling. Okay? Oh, that is the so best. Sam Bobsky versus Ackley in uh-huh. 1991. So in this case, the New York Supreme Court had upheld that, that this house, which the owner had previously advertised to the public as being a haunted, haunted by ghosts, was legally haunted for the purpose of an action for a rescission brought on by blah, 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 blah. So legitimately, this person had to... Whoa. So, yeah, like, you legitimately have to, <laughs> I believe, I don't know if this is just in New York or, like, nationwide, but you have to release that information. If, I don't know where that line is. Yeah, like, like who, why you'd who, admit proves that. That, who proves <laughs> that the house is haunted? Yeah. I mean, it could just like, be, like, especially in Colorado, it'd be really messed up, you know, because, like, You'd be selling your house and get, like, super high one night and, like, totally be like, okay, my fridge was closed when I went to bed and legitimately somebody came and ate all my food while, you know, you probably woke up and did it playing video games. Yeah, yeah. You could could have a house next to Gold Camp Road, like the old stage Gold (laughs) Camp Road. Like, every day I wake up and there's little flower fingerprints on the outside of my house. So we're legitimately wondering if, honestly, there was a a certain number of spiders (laughs) 
like or spider people that lived in your walls that you'd have to like release that information, disclose yeah. that information, be like, you know, by the way, you know, this is a very spacious backyard and you know, you have a little garden over there. By the way, there's three hundred and thirty six thousand spiders <laughs> in my walls. Like, I've counted them each individually. Yeah. I you know, named them all Frank. The estimate, yeah. <clears throat> very friendly. But yeah, know. super friendly. I mean they uh, look at them they nice. rock me to sleep at night. They just yeah. like climb back and forth in little waves. And I'm just like ah. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, that's very interesting. So okay, so we, uh, comedy stuff like you do. What comedy. is this podcast about? <laughs> yeah, this podcast is literally about this. Yeah. So it's basically um, <laughs> Colorado Comedy Cast. I talk to comedians from Colorado, and that's pretty much it. That's the format. So we're right. we're succeeding right now. We're yeah. succeeding. Good. Uh, but I would like to. Okay, so what what all comedy have you done? What do you do? Like, what's your deal, man? <sighs> so that's what you wanted to know. Yeah, that yeah, question. Yeah. <sighs> you know. Okay. So, let's see. Um, my comedy background, uh, I started doing comedy, well, apparently my first memory <laughs> was doing something goofy, but, you know, I, I always was kind of that class clown. Um, I had a very interesting um, situation when I was a sophomore in high school, a English teacher of uh-huh. mine, which, by the way, is a very weird thing, but a lot of, like, when people talk about teachers that change their life. It's a lot of English teachers. A lot teachers. of English teachers. Yeah. I wonder if that's because, bizarre. you know... They're very people, passionate yeah, people. Yeah, I they're think. very passionate I think people. They have for sure. to, you know, but but, um, but you don't have to really teach that much about declensions. You can mostly just talk about stuff. Yeah, that's like true. In English class. Well, this English teacher, uh, his name is Mr. Tack. Amazing guy, just awesome. Matter of fact, like <clears throat> my buddy Joe and I one day in class were talking about how cool his T-shirt he had on was, uh-huh. and it was like um, a Mick Stalin T-shirt, <laughs> and it was like a McDonald's logo yeah. with like the you know um, uh, hammer and sickle yeah. and whatnot. And and finally he was just like, oh, for the love of God, like you want this T-shirt so bad? And he took off his T-shirt <laughs> class? and gave it to Joe, my buddy Joe, and taught the rest of the ca- class shirtless. <laughs> just like hairy man taught the rest of the class shirtless. But anyway, I'm imagining he had a... that he looks like Danny DeVito. <clears throat> no, he was actually a very handsome guy. His wife was very good looking. He was in a band um, called Josh Hardy and the Garden Party. <laughs> and my buddy Joe and I would go see his band all the time, but the only way we would is if his wife was going to be there. Well, his fiance at the time, girlfriend, I don't know. But, you know, so we'd always ask, like, hey, is Stacy going to be there? And he'd be like, yeah. And we'd be like, well, well then we're there. If she's that's not, a, we're not amazing. going, you know. Uh, <laughs> but no, anyway, so there was pretty early on in my sophomore year, he, I was, you know, screw around in class, that kind of thing. I had no sense of like timing or any sort of when yeah, it was yeah. appropriate. You were just like kind of saying Which stuff. Which most class stuff. clowns yeah. that are unsuccessful class clowns, <laughs> you know, have no concept of that. So he took me out in the hall and he basically was like, you know, I don't I don't know what kind of saying here, but and he said, you know, listen, I used to be a little, you know, S word like you when I was a kid. <laughs> and here's the thing, I appreciate you. I do appreciate your humor. But what you need to learn is timing. Yeah. Right? And I was like, okay. But he took it a step further and he said, for the next week in class, uh-huh. I want you to do nothing but sit in the corner. Do not say a word. You don't have to do homework assignments. You don't have to do anything. Sit in the corner and observe. And, and just take the pieces out of out of the like when an appropriate time to make a joke would be. Yeah. So legitimately, I didn't I didn't do the homework assignments that week. None of that stuff. He I sat in the in the classroom. And studied the class and was like, that would have been an appropriate time. Or holy crap! Normally, I would have said something there. Yeah. That would have been really inappropriate. Oh, it's just so getting the legitimately. I learned timing. He taught me timing. That's amazing. They say yeah. you can't teach that, but that's no. Obviously he taught me, you can. You know, <clears throat> or at least he gave me the tools to yeah. teach myself. Yeah. So 
then, uh, you know, shortly after that, I got involved in improv um, in high school, and we luckily had an amazing improv program uh-huh. at my high school um, where I met a lot of lifelong friends and, and whatnot, and it was a huge release for me. That's Not cool. Only... I didn't know you did improv first. I thought you were stand-up first. No, no, definitely improv first. That's um, cool. Yeah, it was uh, a massive release for me. I mean, like, I'm, I'm talking my grades improved, my social life improved, my family life improved, everything in my life improved. It was, it was this this outlet for me that uh, was just, I never could have imagined yeah. before, you know? So, um, yeah, I got it. I got involved in that. Um, and this was uh, where? In Fargo, North Dakota. Fargo, North Dakota. That's yeah. right. I always forget. <clears throat> you know? that, I always think that you, I always think of you as from LA, but I forget that you were. No, nah, do it. Is that how I come off? Well, I mean, you know, when I met you, you were you were selling yourself. You're pompous that way. ass, is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I mean, I wasn't gonna say that. I was, I was gonna. I was myself? really. Well, I was gonna mention like the uh, extreme tan. I was like, I had, I had an extreme no, tan. I'm just making stuff. Oh up. man, see, <laughs> now I was, I was, I was gonna ruin this. Oh yeah, that time you had a you had a have, wonderful. Did I tan. have hair? You had tell hair. Me about it. It was wavy. It was red. Uh, your what? muscle. You, I don't. You. It was dyed red because you were a. a it's one of your dreams again. A, um, <laughs> red. Red. You were like. You were, a, uh, you were like a redhead. Um, <laughs> and, and you had you. You were you were a woman for some reason, and you were very cool. tanned. So and, how was that acid trip for you? <laughs> um, I have. I have thankfully <laughs> never taken acid. I. I was at a party once. And I saw a guy who apparently had taken acid, and he's kind of flopping around on the ground, like, talking about, Lord. like, weird stuff. And I was like, I don't want to do this. No. No. I don't want to. I've never done anything <laughs> like that because I'm afraid with the super, like, mind-altering. Yeah. Well, especially, like, like acid and, you know, LSD and things like that. Well, acid. Yeah. LSD I mean, and acid. trickling down your spine, causing you to hallucinate. Right? I think it's I don't. Acid. I don't remember. But I, I never want to do those mind-altering Things it like freaks that because I don't out. think I'd ever come back. That's, there's actually yeah. people who never come That's back. That's what I'm saying. I don't think I would. Scary. I think I would just be off forever. Yeah. You know? I, it's like, okay, we're already kind of like off to other people normally. Like, yeah. I think you and I both say things just in normal con- day-to-day conversation that other people would only say if they were high. Like, I actually uh, had a friend who was, uh, he told my mom, he's like, we he-, he heard some stories about me and my brothers and he's like, Miss Harris, I took drugs and hi, I didn't do it nearly as stupid things as your kids did sober. I just can't believe how, like, and I think it's definitely an improv background, too, but yeah. I say things, like, before my brain can even possibly register. I, I don't know. I mean, I definitely have to I have to be very aware of, like, a filter, especially, like, uh, you know, jobs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Like, even on the way here, when I picked up these organic rock stars, I walked in the 7-Eleven, and the guy was like... Hi there, you know, and I just went, hey, it was just like way too long, you know, and I don't know this guy, I don't know anything in there, so legitimately some guy just walked into 7-Eleven, the guy was like, hi, and I just went, hey, you know, and immediately was like, damn it, you know, just like, oh man, you know, what was that, you know, but yeah, so I don't know, all over the place. Okay, so improv in high school. Yeah, so improv in high school, like I said, it was just a huge release for me. Um, you know, I definitely got got into it uh, very hardcore, and it was such a cool, close knit group of people. Yeah. And um, it, like I said, the program yeah, the camaraderie in improv is totally different than you get <laughs> yeah. elsewhere. Well, and I, you know, and then I, I graduated and, and started uh, doing improv with a professional improv troupe, but oh, nice. legitimately hired me. Um, is that on the linebenders? The linebenders, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was, you know, it's been around for, for a while and that they, God, I mean, they do so many shows still to this day. I mean, back then we did All a ton it, of shows. Um, was it Budweiser or Coors? 
Uh, they had a contract with Budweiser where they did yeah. uh, uh, all their like corporate training and stuff, yep. you know, but I remember they, they didn't do nearly this many shows when I was with them, but oh, okay, you know, gotcha. for, uh, for just a couple of years ago when, when we were, you know, doing the several liners thing here and stuff. And one of the things where I talked to my buddy JJ, who took over that, that, yeah. that group, um, you know, they were averaging one show every three days. That's nice. Which is, it's, it's incredible. And most of those shows were, you know, corporate gigs and, and, and things like that, which paid good. I mean, legitimately, yeah. you know, one of my buddies that, that did it, you know, was doing it and made like 20 some thousand dollars in like, nine months nice. of like doing, you know, just off of just doing off this of So they're extremely good at like, And that's not know, the leader. He, he was, he was probably getting oh, like yeah. way more. Oh yeah. Yeah. But they also did, you know, like one, one year they did a year, they called it the year to volunteer and every penny of their profits, they donated. They donated wow. it was like a hundred some thousand dollars. You that's know? cool. Yeah. So they've done some really cool things, but it was a great, great group to be involved in. Yeah. I mean, and it was such a wide variety. We had, you know, our youngest member was like, well, at that time it was like me, it was like 18 years old. Yeah. And, and our oldest member was probably, you know, in his late fifties, you know, early sixties and, you know, but, yeah. um, that was, that was awesome. How know? many people were there? Oh man. I mean, it, it fluctuated, but I'd say the solid core people was, you know, six to eight. Okay. Like yeah. Normal improv group size. <clears throat> yeah. You know, so, and it was kind of, <clears throat> who was, was that your only job or were you working part time? Uh, on the side at that time, I mean, like for certain periods of time, sure. You know, yeah. but, um, you know, I started going to school, and then uh, I was working part-time at, like, an Applebee's. And Do you have like a degree? Do I? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that for some reason. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. that. Never oh, mind. Uh, I know what your degree's on, in. But Comparative religion, right? No. no. Political science. Political and science? And there's minor in Minor in, okay. Yeah, and almost international relations, but you know, whatever. <laughs> and then I also minored in computer science. I had a minor yeah, in know, modern dance. Uh, spider people. <laughs> second major in spider people. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, there's actually there's actually three colleges in the in the world that I found that actually have a comedy degree, like com- performing comedic arts bachelors. That sounds like a scam. <laughs> <laughs> so these online universities, no, legitimately, no, all you have to do is pay them thirty thousand dollars, <laughs> and they ship you a degree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you have no, to ship no, them I, your I've organs this, first, like. Well, they have a lot of. Uh, I just heard. Of I think some Columbia has one. Yeah, there's some. I mean, there's like you, like writing things, and you specialize yeah. in like comedic writing and stuff. Yeah, like well, I, there uh, Second City I just found out has an online okay. writing course. I've been planning on taking that this. Oh, summer. Is it an online one? Um, they have 19 different ones online. So like, I, I took a writing or a sketch sketch writing course in the Second City. That's cool. How yeah, was I was it? in Chicago for like nine months and did Second City when? and some improv learning <clears throat> stuff. Oh man, 2006 maybe. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, How was so it? I was. Uh, awesome. And my, my buddy, actually, JJ, who took over the line banner thing, yeah. was really good friends with, like, Sharna. Oh, um, dude. You know, and, yeah, and, and you know, met Del Close several times, stuff like that. So, How did was... you, What did you think of Del? <laughs> the story's true? I, I, I drank a lot since those <laughs> days. Uh, no, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember having a legit conversation with yeah. him. But, yeah. But, no, I mean, it was it was uh, a lot of fun. I mean, it's it was a very cool environment, for sure. So is okay. So I always like I always thought that you were kind of moving to improv because you told me that one story about like how you didn't like the Groundlings, and I always thought like that was your first improv. Yeah, I didn't experience. like the Groundlings because I got kicked out. Of the <laughs> yeah. So um, with I my wasn't buddy going to actually, break up your secret who now is pretty decently famous oh. and successful, and uh, you know uh, we uh, yeah we were just you know back to the class. I guess I didn't learn my lesson <laughs> <laughs> back in sophomore year because we got kicked out. I mean it was kind of you know bullcrap, but. 
It was, you know, they hadn't even started even taking roll call before they kicked us yeah. out, you know, <laughs> but it was because we were kind of goofing around and it's like, yeah, I, understand. I mean, the guy had something up his butt, but yeah. it was, you know, just a bad day. Yeah. And so many of those people out there. How many, how long have you done improv? Well, since, since I was 15, 16, since I was 16. So like so on I mean, and off or like almost on or most of the time? Most, most of the time, honestly. Uh, yeah, most of the time. I mean, even in like LA when I was doing primarily stand up, I did, you know, guest spots with, you know, my roommate, my buddies, improv troupe and things like that, you know, and, um, well, and always a good portion of my stand up was improv. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it was, you know, not always a part of it, but that's always been my, my base where I've come from huh. improv. So I don't know where you get your information, sir, but you need to do a research before you on your show. <laughs> I'm getting my information from our years of friendship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you know, apparently it's been okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been good. Um, I, I, I lies and I told you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never told me that. You, you just always kind of talked about uh, stand-up and you never talked about improv before. Like, for, for whatever reason, I don't remember you ever talking about, like, I didn't know you went to Chicago, I didn't know, by the way, Eric uh, yeah. was the leader of an improv group I was a member of, so we were founding, well, he was he was the founder, and I was the founding member yeah, of yeah. the Seven One Liners. Those are the days, man. Yeah, those were good. Yeah, you know, actually, like, uh, Crystal's, and, Crystal and I have been texting recently, and we haven't talked in a long time, but yeah. about trying to get everybody to get together again. That'd be cool. And, yeah, cause, uh, Even the guy who uh, moved to Seattle to become a strip club announcer? Holy crap, I remember him. What was his name, Tim? Tim, Tim I think, yeah. Tim. That oh was so gosh. weird. Yeah, he legitimately one day was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've got a career I gotta opportunity. Quit the team. i got to quit the job. Know, moving to Seattle, so I'm, I'm going to have to leave the troop. And I'm like, that's great. What's, you know, and he's like, announcer in a strip club. Like, legitimately, like, a career, I didn't know that was a career opportunity. Yeah. You used to have a very good memory, Zach. So that very, that questions my own reality because you're sitting there telling me these things like, you've never said this or you did this. And you have such a good memory that I'm legitimately like, did I ever go to high school? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Is your entire life a dream? Yeah. <clears throat> Brought on by the bite of the myself. spider people? Yeah, holy uh, this This is all, by the way, still your uh, food poisoning trip. You're still just... <laughs> oh, man, you know, it's a possibility. I mean, excuse me, I'm, I am coughing a decent amount, but... <clears throat> I think yeah. it's allergies. <clears throat> no, I can't think. Yeah, I'm allergic to spiders and people. So spider people are really, and food poisoning. And I'm allergic to food poisoning. I think I weaken my immune system enough to where I've caught something else. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. That makes so, sense. Touche, Schneiders or Schmeckshus Merlevas. You really, you really got me. Double time. <laughs> my brother um, just caught um, a we like weird respiratory infection from people coming back from Mexico. Uh, seriously? Well, yeah, it was like a week ago, so he's probably fine. You're probably not. You're probably fine. Just well, uh, uh, no, no. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not worried about dying from Mexi AIDS <laughs> or whatever it is. But I, uh, I don't know. That's weird. Some respiratory thing just for Mexico. Uh, so yeah. So I've decided this is probably. I'm 100 like like sure someone else has come up with this joke, but now I've decided to call all diseases from Mexican Mexico Mexicans. Mm, okay. yeah. No, that's not I'm, good. Well, that's you know, no, I, I'm just glad. Yeah, I, I'm just glad you said something like that because my my Mexa AIDS comment, I really <laughs> yeah. started to think like, wow, is that like racist or like? No, no, it's I don't fine. know if I it's should fine. have said that. And so I'm just I'm glad that you said that. But <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I just slapped my thigh actually kind of hard. It hurt. <laughs> oh man, how do you without keeping some sort of outline keep on track with these shows? I like you where we are. About crap. <laughs> no, no, that's we're, that's we're not great. supposed to be anywhere. No, I, I have good. like 
12 questions written down just in case, like yeah, in case we get lost. Like, I'll, I will read one of those questions right now. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. But um, oh who do you think would win in a fight between Batman and the ghost of Leslie Nielsen? Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I, I would probably still go with Batman. But I, there's a the side of me that thinks Leslie Incorporal. Well, wait, what kind of? I mean, what kind of powers are we talking about? When he has, well, he's like, a ghost here. Just... he's a ghost. He's like such a ghost that you have to legally say that he's in your house. So, like, uh, then yeah, probably Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. I mean, because one, I mean, Batman's already kind of an emotional mess. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And, and he's already got so many things going on yeah. in his head that Leslie, well, Leslie Nielsen just mess with him. Of, yeah. And until he just, you know, until his head explodes. Yeah. You know, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. It, it, Leslie Nielsen's mother's name isn't Martha, so they're screwed. Yeah, well, and he could. I mean, yeah. That's a Batman versus Superman. Joke. Oh no, I I got oh, okay, you. Which, okay. by the way, that I've seen that movie. You, obviously, you've seen obviously that you movie? have as well. Yeah. Yeah. Can I can I sum yeah. up that movie for you? Really spoilers. <laughs> right, spoilers. Here, here's where we insert the spoiler song. Let me. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. We're not actually inserting. But anyway, carry on. You know. What? But we could just, insert one. Well, yeah. Let's. Yeah, you know, yeah, we'll yeah. Work on that. Uh, let me let me summarize that movie for you. So. It's like an hour and 15 minutes building up of these people hating each other yeah. and wanting yep. to kill each other. And then it, there was legitimately the scene where uh, he, they look at each other and say like, Yo, you got the same Nikes on as I do. <laughs> do we just become best friends? We did! Let's go do karate in the garage. And I was like, what is this, Step Brothers? Like seriously, it was pretty insane the amount of build up they had towards it to where it was just like, Dude, you never told me you, you like dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, I like I like dinosaurs too. Let's go play dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah we're, we're best friends. So like, we're best friends now. And also, uh, the third person's down in the movie too. So yeah, ta-da! I mean, it was cool. I, I my brother watched it first, and he warned me. He said, "If you think a lot, you won't like this. If you mm. think this is a comic book, but a kind of dumb one, and everything's about looking at the frame of the you know mm. the image in the frame, then it's actually pretty good." So I enjoyed it. Because oh, sure. I was just going, cool! Ah, she just did that! Whoa! Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I, I've always said that, too, about people. I think so many people go into movies with way too many preconceived notions yeah. and all this kind of... You know, whereas sometimes it's like, just go for how movies were invented anyway, about just enjoying yeah. stuff. Just go and, and enjoy it. And so, like, yeah, I enjoy it. I'm not going to, like, yeah. go and buy it. You know yeah. what I mean? But, yeah, you can go and enjoy something yeah. without, you know, having to look into everything and being like, well... Well, especially, I mean... It's not... It's not, like... So, I guess art, like... You read you read books and you think, every book written in the 1800s was amazing, but that's because you're ignoring all of their, you know, dime dime novels that were just pure trash. Sure, you sure. know, 90% of everything's crap and that 90% that's crap doesn't survive. So we're mm-hmm. just getting their best stuff. So it's, it's it's you know, like a little dime dime store novel, like uh, like, you know, Buffalo Bill... You know, mm. Wild West book, but those were still great. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. No, I, I definitely think sometimes people just ignore the whole idea that it's entertainment. Yeah. Like just be entertained. Yeah. You know, relax. So, how did improv entertain you oh, when you gosh. were growing up in South Dakota nice in the linebenders? Yeah. First of all, North Dakota. Segway. You know, ah, oh, Fargo and okay, It's Fargo and North, North Dakota. Ah, Zach, I'm telling you, ah. do some research. Here, all right. <laughs> Good so then you Lord. moved to South Virginia, right? <clears throat> Do you, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, maybe I did. I actually did live in... No, I lived in regular Virginia. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Uh, yeah, so I get exactly I get exactly what your brother's saying. Or was it your brother or friend? Uh, my friend. Yeah. Shout out to, if you're not listening to this, you're, you're a jerk. Done drugs and you. nowhere near the stuff that comes out of your <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, I lived in Virginia. Oh, no, I probably should have brought Alaska. up that. Shout out to no one. <clears throat> yeah, good point. You just called somebody out, they're going to get a misdemeanor. I, I think, I think he know, people know that he... If, <laughs> by drugs, I meant weed, and by... Doing drugs, I meant not when he was younger. <laughs> if you haven't insta-posted yourself with some drugs in your hands lately. You know, yeah. you know. Okay, so anyway, moving on. Yeah, good. Um, no, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, improv was, was a huge, you know, huge, huge part of me. Um, you know, I mean, I, like I said, after high school, did that for a little while. Um, then I actually, um, you know, went, went to Chicago with, with my buddy JJ, who had lived there and stayed with him for like nine yeah. months and did some of that stuff. And then came back to Fargo, did a more a little more line bender stuff, mm-hmm. and then I moved to to LA. Um, how how old were you when you moved moved to LA? Twenty. Twenty. Oh, you were twenty yeah. when you moved yeah. to LA. Wow. Yep. Uh, I was. Uh, I drove there. I had. I gave my friends and family like a three day notice. I was like, Hey, by the way, you know, <laughs> the back way, in my moving. car, went out there. I met my roommate uh, the day I drove into town. Wow. I went. I drove straight to. Did you his meet him work. at the Schneiders? Uh, no, I didn't think. Uh, well, yeah, actually, schneiders.com. It's a roommate's <laughs> yeah, yeah, site. Yeah. Um, By the way, swapmeet.com. I thought that was an eBay knockoff. I looked at no, the motto, and it's, yeah, the king yeah. and queen of transsexual dating sites. What? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was like, oh, my God. You <laughs> see, you trickster. You, you had me. So I was like, okay, swapmeet. Swapmeets are very interesting. Oh, you're, I, oh, I was just never with been? The, No, I, I've oh. never been to. They don't have them out here, do they? I don't even... I, you know I, assume that, I assume that's like a... No, it's like a full-on, like, weird garage sale type... Oh, like, sw- okay. Little... I thought you were... No. I thought you were getting weird. You had no. a weird expression. See, don't do a joke without looking at the background. <laughs> okay. No, I know what a swap meet is. <laughs> okay. A swap meet's a garage. It's a garage yeah, sale, it's like a big, but you can you know, trade but, stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like a it's like a community garage sale. <laughs> okay, so. True, I, I met this was... Okay, swap so yeah. <laughs> So I met my roommate driving into town. I literally drove to work with him. Um, and yeah, I mean, I went out there with the intention of doing comedy and whatnot and um, did did stand up out there and not nearly as much as I would have liked to, but, you know, did a decent amount. And, well, you were on Comedy Central. Yeah, I mean, they took, you know, a shorties watching shorties. Uh, they took a clip uh, of that, of one of my bits for that. Shorties um, watching shorties? Yeah. You know, remember that? I don't, I don't know that. Um, that was when they did, uh, you know, the cartoon shorts. Two, oh, okay. two stand-up comedians jokes. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, um, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that was that was cool, and uh, you know, did I did a opener um, for uh, I did an opening set for Lavelle Crawford. You know that? I know. I don't. He's the guy that was in uh, Breaking Bad. He was the uh, big big black. I haven't guy. seen Breaking Bad. Um, oh, I know. Um, I know. It just well, yeah. no. I mean, uh, but you know, that wasn't aired or anything. But I did a couple things with it, and you know, did some did a VH1 pilot. Kind of like a best week ever style show. And yeah, didn't get on, but I mean it was super fun doing. So were you hosting that? I was one of the like guests. You know, they had different comedians yeah. on and yeah. you know, comment on stuff and whatnot. That's actually one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. <clears throat> I want to uh, hear some stories of behind the scenes on TV dating shows because I remember you were here. Oh, man, you know, and this is the thing with those two previously said things. A majority of people that have like seen anything that I've like had on television. Yep is, like, MTV dating shows. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Like, yeah. you know, I... Yeah, you were, okay, weren't you the I'll wacky guest, the wacky one on, like, yeah, seven so, different shows or something? So one of the ones was, and, and this is actually with my roommate at the time, and he's... It's super funny because if you, if you look it up, you know, this... this My roommate who set me up on... on um, 
Blind Date? The Blind, Blind Date Show. Uh, is that what it's called? Or what is it called? Um, uh, t- uh, what the is it called? You were on, like, all of them. Um, what is that? What was that dating show that I was on? <laughs> Good Lord, seriously. What is Pull up your LinkedIn. Um, yeah, yeah, it's on there. Um, well, my roommate, anyway, my roommate who set me up on it was, is now one of the, one of the, you know, buddies that I have that's, you know, pretty successful. And yeah, he, he's got on. a show on FX or NBC. Oh, NBC. Yeah, undateable. Oh, nice. Funny dating show. Yeah. Um, uh, disaster date. That's what Disaster it date, yes. Yep. <laughs> so the legitimately the one time I was legit on the show and was legitimately set up and I didn't have an idea that I was being set up and I'm ashamed of it because there's so many <laughs> little thing flags that should have set me off. Um, was that show and he legitimately set me up and it was very So very tell us weird. that story. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, so my roommate, long story short, he uh, we did a stand-up show together at uh, the Ha Ha Cafe, and then um, when we got home or whatever, he was talking to a group of people afterwards or whatever, uh-huh. and a couple of good-looking chicks and stuff, and so he, um, I'm sorry, ladies, and um, he <laughs> was saying think? that one of the girls that he was talking to or whatever was asking about me or whatever, and she was, you know, really attractive or whatever, and so he's like, oh, I'll set you guys up on a blind date. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, well, that's weird, but whatever. <laughs> And so, so he's like, would you do that? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So um, he said, okay. And then they, he like said, okay, Tuesday or whatever, she's going to uh, pick you up for lunch. And I was like, well, I can just meet her. Yeah. And he's like, no, her dad owns a limousine company. And uh, so he's, <laughs> she's going to have a limo pick you up. And I was like, that's weird. And, but I did not think for a second, like, you're setting me up on something. But, you know, first I was like, that's just weird, but whatever, it's <laughs> yeah, L.A., you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's this so weird. If somebody owned, like, you know, some horse riding company, they'd probably send a horse to pick you up. <laughs> Who knows? So, <clears throat> so anyway, Limo picks me up, and I go to this, like, date, this little coffee shop thing or whatever, and, you know, this was just a nightmare, <laughs> you know? This girl, when she came in, was just because uh, what they do <clears throat> is they ask the person setting you up, you know, yep. everything you you know hate or loathe about the opposite sex or on dates, you know. So legitimately, this guy's like, okay, off. he told he told them, every, you know, like, all right, here we go. So he hates cats. He you know uh, hates loud and obnoxious girls. He you know hates when they do this on a date. He hates when you know they. You know, <laughs> so <clears throat> she knew every button to push, you know, yep. and so like at, you know at some points I'm just like holding out of the table like I am going to freak out you know <laughs> I mean like to the point she was just Didn't loud and not like... just rude to other people yeah there was a point where like she um there was uh, a girl who had her like there was a girl and a guy sitting at a two two or like well it was like three tables because it was against the wall yeah. or three chairs it was against the wall uh, at a table and so her purse was on the like chair on the end mm-hmm. and then they were on the and her so her and these are all actors by show. the way yes yes so they're all actors, and, and they did a great job, yeah, like, honestly, because, like, usually I, I think I would have an eye for that yeah. kind of thing, you know? I mean, legitimately, the only point uh, before, like, I really knew something was up was I was like, there has to be, like, is there a microphone in this table? <laughs> somebody has to be recording this. It's that crazy. You said that to her out loud. I said, yeah, I think I did, you know? And, and so the, her friend showed up, you know, and um, was super loud and obnoxious, too. And then she came over and was like, hey, are you using this chair? And without waiting for an answer, smacked the other girl's purse <laughs> off the chair, the, like, person yeah. that, you know, was by themselves that wouldn't, weren't, you know, yeah. not the girls with. And <clears throat> I was like, whoa, you know, lying cross. And they didn't air this. They just yeah. made it, me, of course, edited and cut it, <laughs> made me out to be this, like, little, you know, you didn't you know, look whatever, that. You didn't but, come off that bad. Well, <clears throat> well, what really happened when she did that? I immediately was like, uh, uh, no, excuse me, I don't know who you are, you know. But one, you're gonna pick up that purse and apologize to her, <laughs> you know. I was like, what the hell are you doing, you know? 
And so she's like, oh, well, I'm sorry. And then she, like, sat down, and I was like, no, pick up her purse. And I legitimately was mad and, like, made her pick up that purse, you know? I was like, you guys, uh, you know. So then, of course, I'm like, I got to go to work. I got to get out of here and all this kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, and then my roommate comes out, and I was just like, you jerk, you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was – that was the legitimate time I was actually set up. But I did a couple of things where – because some of the people they have, they kind of intermix actors and, and stuff yeah. in there to kind of – So you things know, throw like off. Eliminate and all those Yeah, well, shows. when you see – yeah, when you see, like, Next and stuff, I was mm-hmm. on a couple of times. And, like, you know, so when you see, you know, like, the one guy who, you know, they're like, okay, why should my daughter date you or something? And they're like, you know, because I can balance a pool ball on my head while you know, swimming in a jacuzzi full of ants. <laughs> You know, like those really yeah. like way out there weird people. Odds yeah. are they're probably the actors yeah. that they're thrown in to like make it make that, it more entertaining or whatever. So, you know, so they were like, <laughs> you know, and they kind of coach you through stuff. So, you know, one or whatever they were. Sometimes I remember one day something got brought up about my nose or whatever, and now they're like, "Okay, no, but bigger, do it bigger," you know, and like, yeah. do do like a like a, do a thing with your fingers to make your nose look bigger, and you know. So I was like. Legitimately on national television, going my shots, you know, like making some weird, you know. And I was just like, "What is my life? Like, what is it coming to?" There's some very interesting. You're a char- you're a character actor for uh, bad dating shows. I mean, it's just entertaining, yeah. entertainingly bad, good bad. Yeah, I don't know, you know, what's I don't know, worse doing that or like being like the career background midget and like the like daily soap opera <laughs> i don't know i'm just saying it's is like it, is a this weird... a position background, <laughs> no. a professional is, background midget yeah, i know a guy but yeah you, I, you do i'm not sure if you're, I'm not, i don't even know when you're joking or not uh, do you actually I do know, know a guy? comedian oh, oh okay. is that what we're talking about no i mean i thought you knew a guy who was like a professional background midget <laughs> like, no but i do know a weird. couple soap opera people well one well i know one did like some guest stuff but one of them, my actually a guy I went to high school with, his mother, um, who was like non-existent for his like life growing oh. up because she was out in L.A. being a soap opera star. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was pretty interesting. Very, very nice, nice person. I mean, we got together a couple times when I was out in L.A. But yeah. Very nice. But yeah, it was, you know, it was one of those things where she's like, are we going to be back in Fargo? Say hi to, you know, my son for me. So and I was like, why don't you say hi to your own son? <laughs> yeah. <We're>, yeah. <laughs> that was a Maybe weird. a phone call. Yeah. I don't know, long distance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Back in those days before yeah, free she, long There's distance. like so many calls you can make on the set. During her, yeah. You know. <laughs> but, so, okay. So did she just like abandon her family to go to South, to LA? I, you know, that's kind of what it seems like to me, honestly. And it's oh, just, wow. yeah, like, like legitimately growing up, like she wasn't there, you know, because she was trying to make it. Were, are, were they still like married or? Uh, no, I don't oh, okay. think so. Well, that's, that's But better. I think maybe that was part of the reason. Yeah. Maybe she, you know, I was just like, okay, we're like, married and try, I just... this isn't working. I'm going to abandon you and my kids and our kids so I can go be a soap opera star. <laughs> such a... You know yeah. who loves soap operas? Who? Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg apparently absolutely <clears throat> loves soap operas to the point where he... I, I forget which one is his favorite, but he was actually on it a couple times. Oh, Yeah. And isn't it Snoop Lion now? Um, <coughs> I thought he switched switch back. back, but I never know. I mean, yeah, that's anything like something Rasta you would involved. Do. You probably can just assume it's Tim. What do you think it's like watching soap opera like super high? Because you know he's probably super high. I don't know. I don't even. I've never been be, super high really. It's gotta be this. I mean, I guess those would be kind of the over the top. Like you'd be like, oh, oh my gosh! Yeah. Ah, that's actually a good point. Like, why did she cheat on him with the <laughs> horse? You know, like, oh my god, that's his his twin brother. Yeah, I mean, 
Oh my gosh, this is terrible. He died of left butt cheek cancer. <laughs> you know, like, like all right. <laughs> uh, the rarely fit heard of left butt cheek cancer. Yeah, no, it's you know, got an uncle, man. I really don't want to talk about it, so thanks for bringing that. Yeah, up. I was going to talk about right butt cheek cancer, but you brought. No, that's it. fine. It's yeah. totally different. It reacts. Yeah, totally it different. attacks your body completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You die, but I mean, like, you don't die in pain. Yeah, no, not Chocolate not nearly. You die laughing. Thing. Yeah, you're yeah. the right, the right. Yeah, cheap one. Yeah, the left yeah. one. I don't. It's terrifying. Trying to write a joke about the pseudo bulbar effect. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you pull that off. I really do. Uh, yeah. I actually wrote. I actually wrote it down. It was something along the lines of. Um, they say laughter is the best medicine, uh, except for pseudo bulbar effect. And then it was like. Okay, none of you laugh, but when you get home, you're going to laugh possibly more than you're comfortable with. Right, exactly. When you go home and Google that, <laughs> yeah. uh, or like when they pick up their phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Let me Google that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Okay, so you got into comedy through improv in high school, and like, mm-hmm. give me the arc of like your comedic life. <clears throat> like the peak? Or whatever. You know. I mean... Fill in the blanks. I mean, you know, so, I mean, I was out in L.A. And, and doing, you know, stand-up and stuff, and uh, it's it's an amazing thing doing doing comedy out there. I mean, mm-hmm. you are you can legitimately do, I mean, realistically, if you wanted to do yeah. five nights a week, you could do comedy yeah. easily. You know, I mean, there's comedy every Could night. you get paid? And, uh, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, you can for features and, and you know, headliners and yeah. stuff, of course, but... You know, even like features and hosts and stuff, you get paid. Not, you know, yeah. not much, but, you know, not living same, same around here, like probably about the same, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely, you know, and there's a certain aspect of people that take advantage of everyone trying to be comedians. Yeah. Out. There's a lot of bring your owns, which I don't think I those happen anymore. Do they? Bring your owns? I've, I've heard they've been I don't away. think around here, maybe. I, I've never heard of them around here in Denver. Um, but, you know, in LA, for sure. Okay. You bring your owns and, and you your pick own, your spot your based on how many people that show sucks. up. And X amount of people have to show up, otherwise yeah. you don't get on. And, you know, I understand their their side of it and stuff, but at the same time, I, I don't like that yeah. that concept of, of doing it. But, you know, um, so there's definitely that that side of it, but at the same time, you can't, you can't substitute the the idea that you could go do an open or not an open mic but like and that's the thing you don't have to do open mics like oh, you do around awesome. here to get started you can legitimately go and just be like hey I want to do a set and odds are you're gonna get on an actual show wow. but the best thing is like when you're doing you know like I was in L A for like you know four months and I'm doing a stand up show and you know there's uh, you know Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock Chris Whoa. Rock you know like when I did the comedy store Chris or not the comedy store the um, the ha ha hut? No, not it was not the ha ha. What was that? Was it at the improv? Yeah, it was at the improv. Hmm. Anyway, so you know, like a, that was seriously like four months of being there, and I was doing you know one of my first few stand up sets out there. And, wow. And yeah, Chris Rock was legitimately waiting for me to get off stage. You know, so I was like, what? You know, and then you know, I is that doing normal show or is that just and, yeah, that's normal. I mean, like, wait, so like I could just. You know, <clears throat> tighten up a ten minute bit or ten minute set, and just go out to L.A. and yeah. I up. mean, there's a certain level of like, I mean, I, I have to, you. I definitely got on shows pretty quick, and I don't feel like there was that much of a credibility factor. I think yeah. it was just kind of like, hey, I'm going to do this, and if you were even reasonably okay, like yeah. I feel like you know that kind of work. I don't know. It was really weird. I'm trying to think of how. I mean, le- legitimately, I would some nights show up at, like, the, one of the places I did the most was Ha Ha Cafe. Yeah. 
and they were great about that kind of thing. So I'd show up and like if you even if you didn't know the host all that well, but like I knew one of the hosts that did a lot of mm-hmm. shows and stuff, and he's like, hey, you got room for me, you know? And if they're like, yeah, yeah. sure, you know, you got like four minutes or something or five minutes wow. or whatever. And so you go do these things, and but they had you know guest spots constantly, like yeah. almost every night of the week. It seems like some celebrity. I mean, I just off the top of my head, celebrities that did spots in the same stand-up shows I did. I mean, Wayne Brothers, Wayne's Brothers, uh, you know, like I said, Chris Rock, Dane Cook, um, you know, Chris D'Elia at that time was just kind of coming up, mm-hmm. but he did them a lot, you know, um, uh, just a, a, a ton, you know. Yeah. So it's that that kind of feeling is great and. The audiences and, and stuff—it's a—it's a completely different experience out yeah. there. You know, um, they don't know you from Adam. You know what I mean? You're—you yeah. could be one of the best comedians ever here, or you could be terrible. Who knows? But you, the audience, doesn't have the expectation of like, oh man, you know, like I don't know how good these people are going to be. Yeah. They don't know anything could happen. You know, yeah. so many times a, a celebrity will show up and like a big comedian and stuff, and so it's different. I mean, being able to perform in front of that same crowd is very is that good thing. or bad? Does it make it harder I or think easier? It's great, you know, because it gives you up. some legitimacy. And a lot of times, honestly, if like if you listen to some people's like stand up and 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 comedy, if you don't know who they are and you or, or if you rather that rather if you know that they're like just a small local comedian or something. Yeah. You've kind of got this yeah. mindset, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But if Mental if, block if somebody them. like a big comedian would do the exact same set, I guarantee yeah. you'd think it was that you'd much think funnier. It was great, you know I mean? and then this person's with the comedian, so they <clears> must <throat> be great. And sometimes these people, a lot of times, would show up, um, do a guest set or a uh-huh. set, you know, and then you'd go on after because it, when they when they show up, they kind of make the room for them. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go on and do a set, and then if you follow up Dane Cook, yeah. and it's like your third stand-up show ever, that adds legitimacy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. It, plus, it's just that environment, that energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. going up after someone like that, even if it's, you know. I but, love the improv energy. Like, that's what I've had trouble trouble with in stand-up is the rooms don't have the same energy. In, a, mm. in an improv show, like, your room is charged up and mm. waiting for you, like, wanting you to succeed. Mm. And so it's just, it's, it's like shooting fish in a barrel sometimes, which oh, isn't yeah. saying you don't have to be good. It's just mm. saying that, like... A decent joke will get a big laugh. Yeah. You know, it, I, I've always wanted. I've wanted to do shows that like I, I would love to do a. I've always wanted to do like a late night show or something. I've always yeah, wanted to be a host me too. Act, but rather the shows like I would love to do would be shows like some sort of Dan Rickles esque sort yeah. of. You know, you bust out into a lounge song and then you walk out in the audience and interact with the audience, do some stand up, yeah. some like an entertainment show. Yeah, you know, but me too. That's why I I had a very <clears throat> so. You know, speaking on the improv background, yeah. <clears throat> I would say in all of the stand-up I've ever done, per each show, I would say close to 70% of every stand-up gig I've ever done is improv, wow. is, is made up on the spot. That's um, With that's crowd crazy. interaction stuff. And, but at the same time, that's that's also hurt me. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I've always thought that, and, and granted, it was a bit of naive and, and ignorant you, and, you and of me because, yeah. I was like, you know what? No, I don't want to be like everyone else. I don't want to like perfect a set and do the same jokes over yeah. and over again. And that did hurt me because yeah. everyone I know that's made it big, that's what they did. You know, yeah. that's what you do. I mean, you you do, you come up with a set and then you work on the jokes that work. You drop the jokes that don't. You keep doing them. You perfect them. You tweak them, blah, blah, blah. And then you get this great solid set and then you just go yeah. do it everywhere. And there are some people like, you know, that can do that. I've seen do the same set 30 times and it's hilarious every yeah. time, you know. But at the same time, I had that mindset where I was like, nobody wants to hear the same thing. Well, actually, some people do. Plus, yeah. out in L.A., you're getting a different crowd every yeah. time, you know. But I always had that where I was like, I, I want it to be a different show. I never yeah. want to do the same stand-up set, ever. I have that I have that problem, too. I still 
I like write all this stuff and I come up with good jokes and oh, yeah. I'm like, eh, I've done them three times. I need to stop. And I think I still, I still need to find a balance between that because I think improv is a huge aspect of stand up. Yeah, and I think, for sure. I do, I think there's some people that can go and do their written stuff and not any crowd interaction and be great. Absolutely. But yeah. for the most part, some of the best comedians that I, or at least the ones that I like the most. Yeah. Um, you know, or have great crowd work. Yeah. You know, Robin Williams and his cocaine eighties days. <laughs> it's insane. The guy legitimately would tell one joke and then go off on a tangent, on a tangent and tangent. Yeah. And to the point that he's just done an hour long show and told one joke that he wanted to. And the rest is, was crowd interaction. Really? It's insane. Yeah. And it's what, fantastic. I know, I know on his CDs, they're actual <clears throat> bits. Sure. They're but right. if you want, go look up some of his like, like actual club work and stuff. I've never There's seen one I've where he does go off and legitimately he's talking about, you know, this guy going to the bathroom and then all of a sudden it leads to him doing Shakespeare, like, you know, um, commentary on everything and then he's <laughs> singing and all this kind of stuff. And pretty soon it's like a 40 minute long show and he told one joke. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, but so, I mean, there's definitely a balance there, but I love the crowd work. Yeah. I'll go up and, and that's, that's, that's what I've always loved about it, but there definitely has to be a balance because. Well, that's what that's you did even in improv. Work. You mostly kind of emceed it and did crowd, did semi crowd work. Yeah. I mean, well, that's my thing. I like I, they want to be involved. I, I just think there's a difference between people. They they could go home and watch a funny comedy movie, yeah. or they could go and they, you know watch stand up on TV. But if you're I mean, not, there, not, it's usually better just because sure. those are the ones you know they've done them for ten years, <laughs> and that's their tenth year. They said the jokes. And sure, but at the same time, uh, it's not, I've been to more. You're not interacting. Yeah, not, well, and I've been to more live comedy shows yeah. that have been better than to yeah. me. You know, well, it's something about the ones on DVD because it's the energy and you're yep. a part of it and stuff. Yep. So, you know, but you have to have a little bit of that crowd interaction. Otherwise, it just seems like you're watching a play, you know. Yeah. And granted, that has its own energy. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah as well. I mean, I love theater. But yeah. So, I mean, it's it's interesting. And do I have a formula for that? Absolutely not. Yeah. I have no idea. I've been trying to figure out, like, what the... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. What it is, but there's there's something that happens in a room when it gets when it gets going, where everyone is like rooting for everyone else. Like I've been trying to figure out how to how to create that. Like when we did our my improvisorious shows, I would do uh, kind of make sure to talk to everyone and kind of uh, just be friendly and hang out with them beforehand, and you know mm-hmm. just be really pleasant and try to keep the room either really warm or really cold. Like I prefer uh, warmer. Um, like you have to keep the room dark. Like there's just a number of things like people, people oh, want to be able so, to laugh like that. And that's like, like where I, like, for example, I wanted to, and actually to be honest with you, I've, um, I met with my real estate agent yesterday, uh-huh. um, looking at, uh, at a venue. I've always wanted to open a venue here yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that I can make work for entertainment in general, but you know, even, even some music and stuff like that, but mainly stand up comedy and yeah. stuff like that. Because there's there's a certain aspect of one of the other things in LA that was so amazing about doing shows was it didn't matter where you did a show they had the spotlight the lights yeah they had a, a good stage and also music yeah huge. music is huge transition stuff and matters. whether it was sometimes I did music yeah it, it kind of like another comedian that's there it'd be like hey can you do the music but having that music bring you up and taking you down is huge yeah yeah and you don't get that around here I would love to produce an open mic even if it's someone's first time doing stand-up. I want to bring that person up yeah. to music. I want to create that energy. That's what it's about, you know. And I really feel like those are like really important key things. Um, so I'm I'm still trying to trying to do that because it's something I feel like doesn't doesn't really exist here. And and you know, like coffee shop open mics. And yeah, stuff, those are those are great in their own right for sure. But uh, what I experienced from my experience of being out in LA doing it is that if you create that that environment, you people yeah. can thrive. 
you can make people feel great too about themselves and, and you can really, that can be the difference. I mean, yeah. if you go and like do a couple coffee shop shows and like feel like you bombed. Yeah. You just, I feel like I bombed even when I've like, I've <clears throat> measured the laughter and I'm yeah. getting like almost headliner level laughter, but I feel like sure. I'm bombing because the way the venue is exactly. set up. Exactly. That's and, what I'm saying. And it's not like a, um, it's not like a stuck up thing. I'm not yeah. saying like, no, I, I deserve a stage and about, that's not at all what I'm saying. Like, but if you go and do the same sets at a venue that has a spotlight yeah. and music bringing you up and stuff, even if you feel like you bombed, there's a certain legitimacy factor there yeah. too, which is always like, you know, this from yeah. doing improv. I've always wanted to do, I do corporate stuff and things like that because I always want to pay my improvisers Yeah, because I feel like people that are good at this, that have a talent for it, they, they should get paid for this kind yeah. of thing. I've always said great. that, you know? And uh, I think that that's it's starting to come around more and more. But that's, I think one of the, artists need to be paid for for what they yeah. do because there are some amazingly talented people, and I don't think comedy is any different, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's that legitimacy factor. If you get if you get twenty dollars for doing a show, yeah, that adds a, a different level. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like a professional. Yeah. That, you know? And ninety nine percent of comedians never get paid ever. Exactly. Like yeah. twenty bucks makes you like a one percent of oh, comedy. Yeah. You're like a real comedian. Can you imagine doing a show and like you have six comedians and you know, say like the people you have, you know, you have, you pay your headliner X amount, your feature X amount. And then like, you know, you pay yeah. the other four people, even like 20 bucks. Yeah. Like imagine how that feels versus like going to LA and doing a bring your own, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like, doing but I guess in LA where... your, your goal isn't necessarily to, no. um, do the stand up. Your goal is to get seen for a comedy sure. show. Yeah. And I mean, there is a legitimate amount of people too that don't, you know, care about making it. I mean, it's like anywhere else, but you know, they, they're doing it for the, for the enjoyment of it. Yeah. But then there's a whole different factor too, where like you can't afford in LA to it, it's, which is really weird because you'd think in LA, you'd have people that were like stuck up and be like, you know, you, you're not getting on my shows unless you do something for yeah. me or blah, blah, blah. You think you'd have that, but you don't really, because one, everyone people, can know someone. Exactly. There's, you can't afford to yeah. make assumptions and things like that. So it's it's different, but this is you uh, see Robin it in smaller cousin, cities, and you never knew it. Exactly, and you see it in smaller cities where you do have that. You do yeah. have that where people are like, you know, you have to like buddy buddy up with people, or like you know, do something for somebody to get on their show, and that's excuse my English, but you know what I mean. Beep. Sorry, um, <laughs> You're fine. but you know, so there's, I you know, I really do want to at some point create a place and atmosphere that is super welcoming yeah. to, to everybody and gives people that chance. You know, yeah. I also want to, when, if I do those things to have high quality video uh, yeah. recording oh, everybody so important. with high quality audio. I'm talking like yeah. inline audio. I'm talking yeah. about mic setting up recording audience laughter yeah. and be able to provide that to them have, because that is huge having a video. And yeah. Stuff, so. um, Griff, Cold Iron. Uh, yeah. 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 He I almost finished. I, I've, I've listened to your first one and, about three quarters of your second. Oh, hey. He's trying to finish on the way. Cool. See, I do my research. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Uh, so, let me just... Um, Did I stump you there with that? No, no. Um, no, so, yeah. um, you were talking about that with him, about the, yeah. the video aspect, and it is it, huge. It made a huge difference in him. Absolutely. Like, just that one video got him booked at several clubs. Yeah, which has definitely been uh, a kink in, in my journey with comedy as yeah. well. I mean, for... I have I had lots of videos, mm -hmm. you know, from doing stuff out in LA, and you can most of the time you have to purchase them, yeah. which is not a big deal. I think that's that's fine if you're legitimately, you know, have it set up and you're doing the work for it, whatever. Yeah. Like being able to purchase it. If you just set up the venue and you know, ask <laughs> twenty bucks and we'll sure. give you the video of your set. See, that's that's a good money making business, and twenty bucks is cheap. Yeah. To well, have. and they give like for example okay. the Haha ha Cafe when I was yeah. doing it, it would twenty bucks would get you, and they had a one of the old school video cameras where they had the DVD yeah. burner in it, uh, so yep. it would burn the DVD, and that was it. They don't have to do any editing yeah. anything like that 
And to a certain point, I'm like, well, you let me come here. You don't make me do a two-drink minimum. You may, I can come in and do a stand. You yeah. know what I mean? So I will help support that, and I'll get yeah. a video out of it by giving you 20 bucks. I don't care. What I would like to do with it is if I was going to charge for it, would be like to do editing, put that awesome yeah. quality audio in it for them, you yeah. know, but even just providing that for them. But, um, yeah, I mean, that, that is a huge thing. And, and for me, it was, it was tough because I have a lot of videos out there, but for a long time, a gentleman that I met in Chicago when I was in Chicago <clears throat> who I signed over rights to for my uh, video and stuff because he was going to do editing and yeah. he was going to do a lot of the promotional work yep. and put on social media and stuff like that for me. Um, and that guy turned out to be not so great of a guy. So yeah. I lost basically. And to be, a, to, to take him to court to fight that would have been way so too expensive. Much, yeah. So legitimately, I have like barely anything out there. Wow. You know, um, that was a mistake I made for sure. And I should have taken control of it myself. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it, it is huge, you know. Do you think if you stayed out there, you would have broken through? Um, to being able to make it full time? To be honest, especially where I'm at now, just kind of understanding things a little bit more. I, I do. I, I really do. Um, it's not like a, you know, being full of myself thing at all. I just know, I'll tell you, out of a close, out of a group of about a dozen guys that I did comedy with, I wrote sketches with, we did yeah. fun things together. Out of, a, say, 12 of those people, 11 of them are very successful. Wow. Um, you know, I, I mean, honestly, you know, I, for example, with the, you know, my roommate who's, who's pretty successful now, one of the things that got him on that show and his buddy who was a writer for that show yeah. was doing these sketches that I was actually doing with him at the time. So wow. we were writing these sketches and stuff. And then when I left, he, um, this guy took over yeah. and, and, and those are the guys that got, you know, on that and show. They both and stuff. Got... So there's certain things where, yeah. And, and what I understand now <clears throat> where you need to put in the work and, and the connections you need to make and stuff like that. I feel like, you know, I would have had a decent uh, yeah. chance, you know, um, I didn't put as much effort in while I was out there as I should have. I kind of yeah. got a little caught up in the lifestyle as well. <clears throat> a little too much partying, a little too much dating. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, you know, it's it's a wake-up call when, you know, your your friends and family come together and, and buy you a life alert for your birthday. <laughs> you know, that, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, maybe I should ease off on the drink. No, I'm just kidding. It didn't happen. But, oh. you know, it might as well have. Uh, you know. That's part of the reason I, you know, I left is I kind of needed a break from that. And there was a girl whom we won't speak of, but, uh, you know, so, uh, I mean, do I, do I regret leaving? Absolutely. I really do. I mean, like yeah. people say, you know, you can't live your life with regrets and stuff. And I, I, I don't exactly buy that, but I do, I do, I have regrets. Absolutely. And that is one of them. Um, at the same time, what gets me through it is, you know, I do have a kid out here that yeah. I never would have had if I stayed there. Yeah. Um, and, uh. You know, he's, he's everything to me. So, I mean, that's amazing. But like I said, I mean, I just, I, I don't think honestly a week goes by that I don't legitimately spend a decent amount of time thinking about going back there or what would have happened if I didn't leave. Could you start something. just working on stuff? <clears throat> yeah, sure. And that's the thing too, is I convince myself that, you know, I can start getting back into stand up because I really haven't done stand up for quite a while. Yeah. I mean, I focused on improv for a while and we were doing corporate things and stuff yeah. like that. And you know, that's, How's that going, that's by the way, great. seven one-liners? You know, <clears throat> we're busy right now. Uh, we don't want our own personal lives and stuff, yeah. so it's kind of been taking up. But we're well, we're planning on doing, like, a big audition thing again. And, okay, um, kind of starting up. Yeah, like, if you remember, like, those first auditions yeah. we had. I mean, we had, like, 70-some people yeah, at that like, was one huge. of the days of auditions. I mean, it was huge. So <clears throat> it was fantastic. But, <clears throat> excuse me. But, yeah, we were, we're looking to do an audition thing and really get back into it. Um like I said, I'm, I've been looking at some venues and stuff to open myself, but we're also looking for a really good, solid. Well, you've public been looking venue for venues location. for like four years, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, how's for that quite going? A while. 
It's tough. I mean, yeah. you've well, the thing is, it's Colorado, you've either got to have a solid right concept besides the entertainment, yeah, or a, a location to where you can be able to afford to do that. But the locations are usually terrible. Yeah. So, you know, granted, you know, you'd have to have the entertainment to bring people to there. But yeah. also, I, I, you know, I'm looking for a decent amount of, of business, traffic. otherwise, just to to support the place. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 been a, an ongoing thing, but. Hopefully it happens, but yeah, I mean, so <clears throat> we're looking to really get back into it. I mean, we've been doing some things, you know, I was actually going to mention about, you were, you were saying something about, um, with, with doing shows or something where, about expectations, we were yeah. talking about the movies, you know, yeah. about going into yeah, yeah, just yeah. to be entertained and that kind of thing. I was going to tell you that, you know, a, a story about how, what we discovered doing some of these corporate, like we started doing a lot of like training and workshops yeah. and stuff. So um, we do and do like you know communication in the workplace using yeah. like improv principles yeah. using and, the um, you know I have that book somewhere the one you the one, uh, oh yeah <coughs> the business in, business the, improv, improv thing yeah. or whatever and uh, <clears throat> so we would go and you know teach these things and then bring people up and do these improv exercises and whatnot and honestly the like two most successful um, corporate like training shows that we did were yeah. ones that the people that were attending these didn't know it was comedy. Uh, so what we did is we had these these companies pitch it as just you know um, training uh, yeah. you know uh, co communication in the workplace That's so good uh, training yeah. and then we'd show up and they don't expect a comedy and yeah. killed it yeah because they weren't expecting that they didn't have those preconceived notions yep. you know what I'm saying so they were just happy that this isn't really as horrible <laughs> exactly. they were expecting you know? this is going to be horrible this so, is going to be horrible honestly it was amazing like yeah. these people just loved it and. We killed it, and I I can guarantee a huge part of that was because we didn't pitch it as a comedy show. Yeah. So that was an interesting thing, but um, but yeah, so we did the you know some of those, and those were super fun and whatnot. So, but yeah, we definitely need to get back in there. Like I said, uh, we've kind of had all these different personal things yeah. going on, and you know, I've got a kid and all this other stuff, and so, but we're definitely looking to do a big revamp and and get back in it because we need it in our yeah. lives. <laughs> I it's need funny. it in my life. It's been revamped like what? This is the fourth iteration, almost. You know what? I don't like your tone. <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, to a certain point, I mean, we've kind of we've tried to, but we haven't put the effort in as much yeah. as we should. So we're really looking to do. You know, we've done we did auditions and stuff a couple of times. We didn't advertise for them like we yeah. did the first time. So we're looking to kind of really go into it again. But what I really want is, you know, a, a good solid venue to do a public yeah, show. Yeah, that's at. so important. <clears throat> it's huge. You know, keep, keep the, doing the venue the show actually, and... like the one we were talking about earlier, Cottonwood Center, is actually like for all their, you know, flakiness. They it's it's a really good venue for comedy. Like the yeah, it's I mean, dark, the, the it's set up a nice spot. <laughs> yes it's, and no. It's, it's you know. better than well. Let me rephrase. It's better than uh, all the other venues I've randomly done in Colorado Springs. Minus mm -hmm. like the actual like Loonies is is better. So. Yeah, I mean, I want a place. <laughs> I mean, we did public shows at Fox and Hound for a while, and that went pretty well. We were like sell out those shows on a regular basis. Yeah, but people could come in and get food and drinks and enjoy the show. And we, we were also about to die most of the time. Yeah. We uh, to to put this in perspective for you guys, um, we were performing on top of plywood set across multiple pit, pool, uh, tables. pool tables. So yes. we're we're basically like, just like feel like we're about to fall to <laughs> our death at any time, yeah. or like break through the plywood. Well, you know, but there were certain things I liked about it. I mean, like yeah. I said, it, it has to say something that those shows, we sold out pretty much every one yeah. of those shows. And well, I mean, you had amazing, thousands um, of dollars in, in revenue for those, oh, wow. for those places. That's awesome. I, one, of our, one of our shows, 
legitimately just that room where we were doing our show yeah. that night brought in like thirty eight hundred dollars in sales, wow. which is huge. Yeah, that's huge. You know, that's really um, big. Yeah, it was averaging like a ridiculous amount of money per person. So, but um, but yeah, you know, I I want a place that that um. You know, it has a good good stage and good presence and everything, but also uh, I think alcohol, honestly, is a big thing. Yeah. People want to have a drink and enjoy themselves and yeah. relax. So, um, you know, it's just something that the Cottonwood does not, not have yeah. down. Um, you know, they went yeah. and picked up like two six-packs for a show, you know, and then they ran out of beer and everyone was like, what the hell? You know, so, um, <clears throat> so there's some, you know, plus, you know, and you have to go through a maze to get to the, yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. There's, there's a few different things. But yeah, so, I don't know. So anyway, yeah, um, you know, high school. <laughs> so yeah, you know, uh, my English teacher in high school. Where were yeah. We? <laughs> so your English teacher in high school got you to this point, like. Sure. So you yeah, were talking about, um, are you going to go back and work on some stand up and maybe get an act together and go out to L.A. You know, it's definitely been, you know, a, a thought, an idea. Um, you know, I've um, definitely been been thinking about it. I'm planning on doing actually a trip out there. Um, later this summer, um, and plan on doing some shows while I'm out there and, and visiting a couple of people that, you know, are, are doing some great things out there and, and just, you know, I'm sure I'll have some inspiration and yeah. stuff and I'll get the bug and whatnot. So I'm kind of actually afraid to go back out there at this point. Cause I, I feel like I'm going to get that bug and just want to get back out there. But, you know, I also think there's a certain amount <clears throat> that I could do to, you know, start that process out here. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, sure. I want to get back into stand up. I want to start doing, you know, shows in Denver and, and, and start getting. You Denver's know. got a really good stand up scene for what I've seen. Yeah, it's a big hub. I mean, <clears throat> that's why I think the Springs hurts a lot too. Mm-hmm. Is Denver's such a big hub that um, they, they, we just you know, track all that up. talent, you know. Um, I feel like if there was some way to connect some sort of network to where, and this might exist for all I know, but um, to where, you know, if, if a person's coming in to headline a Friday yeah. and Saturday night at comedy works that, you know, they do a Thursday night show down here. Oh, that'd you be know good. What I mean? Yeah. Um, that's just a little extra money in their pocket and, and great for us down yeah. here. But I don't feel like that exists. I feel it, especially like Friday and Saturday. So there's, you yeah. know, and there's enough stuff in Denver. They don't <clears throat> need to drive down. Yeah. But at the same time too, like I said, why do people want to do these shows in Denver? Why do, why do a stand-up comic down here do some great shows and stuff? I'm not yeah. trying to nag on that at all, but why, why do you think so many comics would love to go and do shows up at Denver? What about the comedy shows? Because there's because no, the there's atmosphere, rooms, yeah. because of there's the people. experience. There's yeah. people. Um, you know what I'm saying? So if you can create something like that down here, yeah. I think that'd be great. I think it'd yeah. be kind of tough, but at the same time, you could do it. But I think it needs all those legitimate factors, like we talked about. You know what I mean? You're not going to yeah. be able to build, you know, a, a, a huge thing like that at, yeah. at some hookah lounge. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so that's that's definitely something I think could could go well. But. Cool. Well, uh, what's left on your bucket list, comedy wise? Like, what oh, what man. do you really hope for? What would be? Um, I really want to take over this podcast called Colorado Comedy Cast. Sure. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, I would love to do like like a podcast thing. Um, I I would love to get into radio. I'd like to dabble in a lot of different things. Yeah. You know, um, I I still have a strong passion for acting. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd love to do stuff like that. Um. There's definitely a lot of things on my on my bucket list, man. I mean, stand up, improv, corporate stuff. Just do all of it. Uh, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. I think I I I've got too much of that in my head. I need to kind of narrow and focus. <laughs> what a bit. what which one do you pick right now? <clears throat> if you could pick one, man, I want to get back in stand up like more on a regular basis for yeah. sure. Okay, well we yeah. should do a show because I yeah. haven't done a show. Can we, in, like, can we do it in this room? I mean, yeah, yeah let's we'll, let's we'll create invite, that like all the spiders, three hundred and twenty-eight thousand of them, all named Frank. Yeah, I bet you the spiders are very acoustic. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll good. give like uh, a lot of applause. Six legs <laughs> clapping, two legs just standing up. Right. Yeah. Be like I've never, you know, I've, I've performed in front of a lot of people, but never three hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah, so yeah. they're uh, like, um, people, so it was like uh, Charlotte's Web up here. They're like, uh, huzzah! <laughs> yeah. Good uh, show. Right. Seriously. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for uh, listening. This is uh, Colorado Comedy Cast. I'm Zach Harris. And I'm Eric Zeiss. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me, man. Yeah, for it's sure. a lot of fun. Like, for seriously, sure. I can't believe it's already over. Yeah, I know. It's... Like, I feel like we haven't started. I feel like if we had a list, we checked off like one and made two. You I know. know. I was, I was like, ah, I should let, I, maybe I should go longer. But then I was like, okay, we've yeah, done enough. Like... We'll have you on a second time. <laughs> I was like, this is way too long on a yeah, podcast. Yeah. Now here I am. And I'm like, can we do four? Yeah. Can hours? we do, can do like, yeah. yeah. Hey, thanks for coming, man. No, man. Of course, this was a blast. Thanks so All much. Right. Bye. Today's episode of Colorado Comedy Cast was brought to you by ZaxDiscountPuddinPacks.blogspot.com. ZaxDiscountPuddinPacks.blogspot.com for all your puddin' pack needs. Or at least up to 30 or 40 of your puddin' pack needs, or however many packs are still left under my desk. Of your puddin' pack needs. ZaxDiscountPuddinPacks.blogspot.com. So good that we hired a discount slogan writer off of Fiverr. Because we're vastly overconfident in our Puddin-related SEO abilities, and air quotes, Puddin' is good and stuff, is now our bought and paid for tagline. And frankly, our investors are not pleased. <sighs> Zach's Discount Puddin' Packs, dot blogspot, dot com.